co-host, and as always, joined by my colleague, Tom Burnford. Tom, good to see you. Good to see you, Rob. How's your advent going so far? Advent is going well. If You you may not believe me, Tom, but it is going to be 62 and sunny in Chicago in Advent. I don't think wow. I, I remember 62 and sunny during Advent in Chicago. So it's, um, it, is, it is beautiful. Um, oh, that's good. Well, I'm using um, Kent Hickey's, who was a guest on uh, The Next Class uh, previously, puts out every year a wonderful Advent prayer reflection guide from Seattle Prep with student artwork. And uh, he was kind enough to send me a copy, and I've been using that. And it is tremendous, finding that a real blessing. So I just want to give a shout out to Kent for that and Seattle Prep. Now, Kent, uh, Kent is a great writer. He's got a, a blog on their website, and uh, uh, it's good stuff, Tom. We had a um, great Thanksgiving. Also had the pleasure of having Father John Foley, also a former guest on the show, join us for Thanksgiving. And that was uh, a real blessing, Father Foley's last Thanksgiving in Chicago before he heads to Detroit for retirement. Right. Um, but, Tom, today we have a very special guest with us, and uh, he's actually with you in our Baltimore office, which is which is pretty fun. So, Dr. Philippe Richard is the Secretary General of the International Office for Catholic Education. He's currently in his second term for our listeners in America. This would be comparable to the International NCEA, the National Catholic Education Association, but focused globally. He's a former university professor with a background in international affairs, but also a school and diocesan leader. He works out of Rome, but travels extensively visiting Catholic schools globally. Uh, We could actually have a fun challenge to see who's been in more schools this year between the three of us. He oversees the unique International Congress on Catholic Education every four years. And Tom, you've known... Dr. Philippe, for quite some time. I have, Rob. And Philippe, welcome. It's great to have you here joining us. Um, so, uh, and Philippe and I, we, we go way back. Um, when I was running uh, the National Catholic Educational Association, anytime I'd go to an international meeting, uh, Philippe was there representing Catholic education globally. Uh, he's got offices in Rome, and I had the privilege of working with him in planning the 2018 Um, International Congress on Catholic Education, which took place in New York. And we are going to talk today a little bit about, uh, Philippe will tell us about the next uh, World Congress on Catholic Education, which is uh, coming up. So welcome, Philippe. And Philippe, maybe you could just tell us uh, a little bit about OYAC. Oh, yes. Thank you for your invitation. It's great for me to be with you today. First, I want to apologize because my English is not very good. And uh, as you say, I have a bad accent, but uh, yeah. I will try to, to... It's not a bad <laughs> accent. I'm the one with a yes, funny I accent. Know. At least that's what people think. Yes. <laughs> but, you know, four years ago, five years ago, I didn't speak English. And I was obliged to, to, to speak English because uh, I became a secretary general of OIEC. And um, it's necessary to, to, to speak different language because... You speak about OIEC, but OIEC is an international organization. We, uh, it's a Catholic international organization. OIEC was founded in uh, 1972, I think so, because we will have uh, the 70th anniversary of OIEC uh, next year. And mm-hmm. uh, OIEC was founded in 1952 by the volunteer of uh, different European bishops. They wanted to contribute to the peace in Europe after the Second World War. 
and to, to contribute uh, by the way of education, by the way of Catholic education. And it's why they decided to to create an organization with uh, uh, Germany, with France, uh, with Italy, Netherlands, Belgium, European countries were mm-hmm. in, in war uh, some years before. And uh, this organization, uh, step by step, became an international one. And after the period of decolonization, of course, a, a lot of overseas country become member and actually this organization uh, has about uh, 107 members around the world uh, national organization in charge of Catholic school in, in each country and uh, 20 or 22 orders or congregation right. in, involved in the service of uh, education. So you serve the people like one or two organizations or people per country in Catholic education, and you bring them together for global education, global Catholic schools. Yes, of course, because we we need to, you know, we are a Catholic organization and we we have to to experiment the the universality of the church by the way of education. That's why it's very important to have a global uh, concept of Catholic education. It's uh, it's a sort of uh, grammary of a sort of uh, there is a grammary of Catholic school in the world. Yeah, and it's I mean, interesting. Bro, uh, Dr. Philippe and I had breakfast this morning, and I was talking to him, and I looked up. Um, there are seventy-five Catholic schools in the country of Nepal. <laughs> I had no idea. I mean, and. I, I just had no idea that there would be 75 Catholic schools in Nepal. Mm. And then the next question is, I have no idea what a Catholic school in Nepal looks like <laughs> or feels right. like. Well, and, yeah. and Richard, I mean, I don't think in America necessarily Catholic school educators that, that, um, that are our listeners on this podcast, that they think about international Catholic schools. How many, how many schools are there globally? Due to the data of um, the church and uh, the World Bank, we we we, know we have about uh, two hundred thousand Catholic schools in the world. Two hundred thousand Catholic yeah, schools wow. in the world, and it represents about sixty-two million of uh, students in uh, more than uh, one hundred and twenty countries. Sixty-two million students. Yes, uh, you know it's the most important network for education in the world, and it's a, it's a treasury because we uh, we we don't have the the knowledge of that. But if we have the knowledge of that, we can do a lot of work, uh, and uh, we we don't we, we we need to to have this information because it it's a very great uh, worldwide network for education, and it's very useful because with this network we, we can. Uh, uh, have a, a good participation, for example, to the program of UNESCO and the UN. But maybe we have to speak about that uh, after. Yeah, I, mean, I was going to ask you about that. I mean, if it, I mean, sixty-two million—that's a lot of students. Amazing. I mean, it, we're used to thinking in the United States of you know uh, just around or you know one and a half to two million students. And, and Tom, how many? schools do we have in the U.S.? Uh, 6,000 Catholic 6, schools, 000. K to 12 in the United States. And 200,000 globally. globally. 
Yeah. I mean, that's that's astonishing when you think about that, that we have 6,000 here and then another 194,000 outside of America. Right. And it's, yeah. That's uh, amazing. I, so just some huge numbers. And, and, so and we, you know, go ahead. Are, are the, are the are the numbers growing? I mean, we, we've seen pre-pandemic, you know, declining numbers in America. We've had a, a bit of a bump because of the pandemic here. But w- are the numbers of students in schools growing or how are the numbers fluctuating? Uh, in the world, the number of students in Catholic school is growing, and especially in Africa. And we, we have a very good ex- a, a growing of uh, students in Catholic school in Africa. Uh, it's, uh, for example, uh, uh, 11% uh, HR in some countries. In uh, And it's because it's due to the quality of education because uh, public schools in Africa are not uh, able to produce good quality of education. And uh, Catholic schools do that. And uh, the parents prefer pay uh, to, to to give their children a good uh, education. And it, it's why the number of uh, students in Catholic education, uh, the tendency is the growing of, of the number of students. And for example, in France, it is exactly the same in France, because uh, in France, we have two million of uh, Catholic, uh, of students in Catholic schools, two million. And this represents about 5,000 uh, Catholic schools in France. And the number of uh, children grow uh, years after years because uh, parents consider that uh, Catholic schools in France gave uh, a very good uh, education uh, and uh, a qualitative uh, education. It's a reason. But also in France, there is funding. Government, some government funding yes. for the schools, which we do not have in the United States. That yes. is an important difference. Yes, so. and, and and in France, but it's the same in a lot of country in Europe and over the sea. Uh, we, we have a concurrency between the state school and 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 the private school and and Catholic school, faith-based school, and um, uh, we we. We discover that sometimes uh, public schools have problems to give quality of education. Mm-hmm. So, so Philippe, you mentioned the size and scope of Catholic school education. And I know also that OYEC represents Catholic schools at the UN and also at UNESCO and maybe other international agencies. Mm-hmm. Why, why is that important? It is very important. Uh, first, as I said, we are the most important network for education in the world. And uh, we have a responsibility to uh, to promote uh, a sort of uh, education based on uh, Catholic values, because we Catholic values are able to, to give more. Uh, and for example, uh, in matter of uh, special attention to each uh, student, we, right. we have a good experience of that, and it's it's permit to to add quality in education, and we, we, we want to to focus attention before the UN, for example, before the UNESCO. We want to focus attention on, on that and to, to say we have a good experience of uh, what we can do with uh, uh, special attention to, to students. Uh, we, we want to, to help uh, national, international organizations to develop programs and to develop uh, guidelines and to develop uh, uh, materials. 
uh, with uh, those values. It's so important. For example, UNESCO just uh, published uh, a report on the future of education. And when when UNESCO speak about the future of education, they speak about what? They speak about how we will be able to, to think education in the next 10 or 20 years. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> with Catholic school, we have maybe three uh, Hundred uh, yeah. years of experience of yeah. Uh, education. Yeah, and we have say, a lot okay, to okay, we, we have experience, and we, we we know very well what we can do, and we, we want to 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 promote with you the future of education. But uh, please, we have some ideas, and uh, <laughs> we, we can add those ideas to 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 the reflection, to the thinking of UNESCO, and the, and they did. Because in the, the, the report on the future of education, they, they aggregate some ideas from uh, OIEC. And it's, it's good because it's a proof that there's a work we, we do with uh, those, this network is very important and can give some experience and we can share some experience. And uh, we can say uh, we are present in the education field. We know what is education. We know how built uh, education uh, on new paradigm, uh, and and we have the legitimacy and the experience to help you to 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 build an, an, a new paradigm of education. With that being said, let me take a second to introduce our sponsor, Catholic Virtual. Catholic Virtual is the trusted online education partner of Catholic schools worldwide. We develop customized online learning solutions to meet the needs of our partner schools and their students. Visit our website at www.catholicvirtual.com to learn more. Now back to the episode. I mean, I didn't you think about that, Rob, for many of our listeners that may not realize. I know I didn't realize until recently that, you know, what Philippe's talking about is Catholic schools being a model for global education policy at the level of the UNESCO and UN. That's pretty remarkable. It, 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 it's amazing. And, and Philippe, uh, talking about network and the effect of Catholic schools and the experience, I believe a year from now, there will be the next World Congress on Catholic Education in France. Am I correct? Yes, we we have we have the chance to to have a congress every four years, and uh, each time it's a very good um, moment to celebrate what we do, and what we want to do. Because uh, okay, we know what we do, but the most important is to to celebrate what we want to do and what we want to propose to the world in matter of education and to propose a new paradigm of education. And in Marseille, we will. Uh, be uh, about, uh, I don't know, uh, 500, uh, 600 people, more, I don't know. And we will represent a lot of countries and a lot of uh, experience of education, Catholic education, and it will be the occasion to reinforce project of Catholic education in the world. And uh, you know that Pope Francis gave us uh, some guidelines with the Global Compact on Education. And mm-hmm. the Global Compact on Education is a very good occasion to, uh, to, for, to pay attention on what we have to do together. And uh, not only with Catholic and inside the Catholic community, but with other people, with uh, people from uh, other religion, from people from, for example, for example, with uh, people from uh, Islam. 
and we have to build with them some uh, a new paradigm of education uh, to permit uh, the culture of dialogue between us and to, to permit the implementation of uh, as uh, you I cannot uh, explain that but it's but to permit the civilization of love to exist. Yes. 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 It's the most important. And what is the civilization of love? It's a moment or we, we less the difference we have and we decide to to use uh, uh, some common values to, to build a new world. And with uh, the, the Jews, with the Muslim, with the Protestant, we, we have uh, some uh, common values we can uh, develop together to build this uh, civilization of love. And it's exactly the, the context of the Global Compact on Education. And in Marseille, we will have the occasion to uh, to 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 think that and to to take engagement, to take commitment in favor of uh, the global compact on education. And is it open to educators from from the United States? Can who can attend? It's open to all people. They they are able. They want. They they have time to 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 share experience and to come and to to give their own uh, feeling about what we can do together. It's uh, teacher, e teacher, superintendent, uh, national responsible for Catholic education in the country. And in New York, we, we in 2019 we were about <coughs> 650 yeah. uh, representatives from, from uh, 87 countries yeah. in the world. That was an amazing event. I yeah. said it was in 2018 earlier. It was 2019. Now I remember. And just to get Rob to meet, I got the chance to just meet Catholic education leaders from Africa, from Asia, from all parts of the world. Yes. And just to have conversations about some of the similarities and differences mm -hmm. was a remarkable experience. So, and I think it was December 1st through 3rd? Yes, 3rd? yes. Of next year, 2022, in Marseille, France. In one year, exactly in one year. Yeah, exactly one year. Yeah. One year today, yeah. Mm -hmm. So um, I think that's a great opportunity, Rob, for uh, leaders in the United States. Yes. It's oh, exciting. Um, Philippe, you know, I was, again, this morning, I was thinking about what is a Catholic school in Nepal like or other parts of the world. And I, I wonder, you have traveled around the globe visiting Catholic schools and talking to Catholic education leaders. Indeed, you probably have more experience with global Catholic education than, than maybe maybe anyone. Mm -hmm. um, is, could you just tell us a story or paint a picture uh, about something that struck you from visiting a Catholic school or a country in, in your work? Um, just, just, can you, it's, yeah. Your question, is, it's very difficult because I have a lot of rememberings and it's difficult to choose one or two to decide to. But, you know, what is important to say is to say that in all countries I visited, in all schools I visited, we always find the same atmosphere mm. and the same atmosphere of fraternity, of uh, particular attention to each student. It's, as I said before, it's a sort of uh, grammary of uh, Catholic school. Mm -hmm. And, uh, oh, for example, I remember one day I was in uh, Burkina Faso and um, they said to me, oh, we are going to visit a very small school in the suburb of uh, Ouagadougou. And 
the welcome uh, blind student and uh, oh, blind student blind student ah. and uh, oh, I say my my God in Africa how can they do because they don't have materials okay we go and when we arrived in this school it was absolute it was a very good atmosphere mm-hmm. each student was very very uh, taken in charge by each educator mm-hmm. and. Uh, it was amazing the fraternity we we observe in this class with students blind and and yeah. all students help them. Yeah, it was a great experience, and they have no means, they have no money, they have nothing, but they were wow. able to to educate blind students in the better condition. Wow. And, uh, it's, that's amazing. Yes, it was. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's that's tremendous, Philippe. And and Philippe, I find it fascinating to hear some of the stories and facts and figures about global education. Is there a place where people can go to learn more about what is happening globally and the work of OYEC? Yes, you can of course uh, visit uh, the site of website uh, of OYEC, but with uh, different organizations, we have decided to to create a site. Uh, the name is Global Catholic Education, and with just global global Catholic education. Yes, okay. and on this site we you you can find a lot of resources concerning Catholic education, and we want to offer those resources for people that want to to know what do we do at the global level for Catholic education because in each country, each national responsible national leaders think the. The, the job at his uh, national level, but it's very important to, to, to have the international level of, uh, of the job mm-hmm. uh, because it, it gives a lot of uh, add value to the job. We, we are in a Catholic uh, system and uh, Catholic is universal. And if yes. we are only, uh, if we don't have this uh, international uh, regard, we, we cannot progress in uh, in development of uh, uh, Catholic values and in, in education. But, yeah, great. Well, Philippe, uh, it's been great having you on the next class. I appreciate your time. As we conclude every one of our podcasts, we ask our guest one final question. And that question is, uh, who is your greatest teacher and why? Oh, uh, <laughs> it's it's very interesting because uh, yesterday I, I was in, in the metro in, uh, in Washington in, in DC, and uh, I, I read uh, a poster, and it, it it was a teacher, and it was written: uh, a good teacher is, uh, is that one uh, was not uh, simply in in position to 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 deliver uh, knowledge for students but to give him value for the life and i said oh, it's not exactly the the, the translation of this uh, but it was very interesting because what is the job of, of a teacher it's not only to deliver knowledge of course he must do that it's a professional of uh, delivery of knowledge but 
what is important it's to give students some values to to be able to 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 cross their life uh, very good and in a sort of fraternity and solidarity with others and if the teacher is able to 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 give those values it's a very very good teacher so who is that teacher for you can you think of, is there a teacher in your own life who was important yes. to you? Oh, I, I remember when I was at school, uh, some teachers, uh, uh, they give me a lot of things and uh, I never forget. And I, I, I use uh, to be to, their testimony to, to progress and to to give uh, the best of myself to, to permit uh, the construction of uh, the building of very good world uh, of justice and uh, fraternity by the way of Catholic education. That's great. Well, Philippe, thank you again for joining us, uh, taking time out of your trip here to America, and um, just very grateful for your, your thank time. Thank you, because my English is not very good, but I try to... Yeah, English is wonderful. Yeah, yeah, no, no. Your English is... Did you say that you were you did not know how to speak English four years ago? Yes. Uh, wow. In, in, 60, in 2015, uh, I, I didn't speak English, yeah. It's amazing. Your English is outstanding for I that. know. Yes, but you help me. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's been great. So thank you for being a guest on the next class. Tom, good to see you. And to our listeners, if you enjoyed the show, we would ask that you um, give us a thumbs up, a rating, like us, share this with your friends and family. And Tom, look forward to seeing you in the next class. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Robin. By the way, we're going to put info about OYEK on the bottom uh, and send it out with this uh, with this podcast. So On the notes page. That's right. There you go. Thanks so much, Rob. We hope you enjoyed this episode today. If you did, we'd greatly appreciate it if you would share this episode with your friends and family. If you get a moment to rate or review us, that too would be much appreciated. Have a great day. <laughs>